Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 74. I am Joe the Widget Wilson and I am joined by the practically poetic Evarwin. <laughs> hey Joe, I'm back! You're back. back! We missed you last week. Yeah, well, you know, I have to tell you, I really actually enjoyed listening to the show versus being on it. I, you guys did a great job, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so, I, I enjoyed it. The guys were on point last week. <laughs> Everyone was on point. Everyone was. We are joined by the plucky psychedelic, Louis Alon. Hello, Joe. Plucky psychedelic. Wow. I could my own tiny tune. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you are with everyone in the chat room. What's going on? We'll call you Olu. <laughs> the purposefully, purposefully perplexing David Deenforce. Adams. I think you genuinely tried to confuse me with that name. (laughs) (laughs) I was tongue-twisting myself with that one, jeez. Yep. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the show. It's going to be a great one. And we are joined, last but definitely least, by the politely puzzled Shank the Tank. What? what, What's going on? Uh, Pardon me, guys. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, chat room, internets, peoples, golems, everything. What's going on? And if you guys are not aware, this is the first episode in like a month and a half where we are all here. I know. It's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we've had a lot of drama, haven't we? (laughs) One week after we all know who's to blame for that. Dave. Dave. Well, I think we got our notes mixed up here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We have some sponsors to get into. Yes, as always, this show is sponsored in part by GuildLaunch.com. Set up your free guild site at GuildLaunch.com today and get awesome features such as DKP tools, optimized sites for the mobile devices, and multi-gaming support. Now, if that's not enough, you can also choose one of three different subscription plans starting at $7 a month and going all the way up to $20 a month. And you can get features such as your own domain, Google Analytics, 10, 25, or 60 gigs of storage, advertising, attendance reports, and even full CSS customization over at guildlaunch.com. Slay more dragons. And also by tweakedaudio.com for quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, unbeatable customer service, and a lifetime warranty. Use our code off the record, all one word, 
at their site, tweakedaudio.com, and you will get an additional 30% off of your entire audio order <laughs> at tweakedaudio.com. And this show was made awesome yeah, by fans such as Witty from Druid Gameworks, a new indie game development company. Uh, they want to tell you that they just announced their first project, Unwritten Echoes of Twilight. EOT is a single-player, open-world, role-playing adventure game that combines the visual appeal of modern graphics and animation technologies with the classic role-playing elements hardcore RPG gamers love. Check out our latest concept snapshots at druidgameworks.com. Echoes of Twilight. It sounds legit. I'm going to have to check that out. Also, by Bamzok, High Minister of the Order of Talons. Uh, the Order of Talons is waiting eagerly for the release of ESO. And in that wait, we are playing World of Tanks, Rift, League of Legends, and much more. We love your show, and all hail the Dominion. I like them already. Thanks, Bamzok, High Minister of the Order of Talons. Talons! Talons! Thanks, guys. In order to join, they require a tapestry. (laughs) 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 All right, before we get into the fun stuff, guys, we have something quick to mention. Actually, it's two things, but before I get into what Ivaro wrote down, there's a massive sale going on on Steam. Check it out, guys. I forgot the exact numbers. But it's for the Skyrim Legendary Edition, and I believe they have Morrowind and Oblivion on sale as well. Mm-hmm. Really? How much yeah. is it? Um, I believe they're like thirty something like that. Uh, Thirty-five ninety-nine is what they're going for the Skyrim Legendary Edition. Wow, thirty. Wow. Yeah, but take that's, my money. That could possibly change depending <laughs> on if they in- decrease the price over the sale. For the yeah. flash sale. <clears throat> yeah, and the the. Uh, Add-ons are also reduced in price. The DLC, Dave. It's called that's, DLC. Download that's content. Hearth fires on sale. It's not a DLC. <laughs> okay, yeah. I refuse to call it that. <laughs> that that's a house for sale. The yeah, <laughs> that's crazy though. You're so you're getting Skyrim with with all of its content updates and including all of the DLC, Dawn Guard, Dragonborn. That's right. For only thirty six dollars. <laughs> Hearthfire. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. if you can log on Steam right now. It's experiencing crazy traffic, so good luck. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's Summer Cell Madness, and I'm broke. Anyone wants to okay. donate any games to me? I'm all for it. Yep. Check me out on Steam. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. My uh, car broke down this week, and there went my next three paychecks. Uh, bites. Ooh. Yeah. What happened to your car? Uh, the... Let me see. The alternator died. Had to get a new one. That's not fun. Had a new. Had to get a new battery. We had to get the steering rod replaced. We had to get two new tires replaced. Oh my god! Yeah, we couldn't steer the car and it died. Steering rod is that? Uh, is that actually in the the tire itself, or is that in the the steering console? Steering console. Oh man. Yeah, it costs a buttload of money. So there went my summer of gaming. But, you know what? Gotta do what you gotta do. Alright, what else do we have for a quick to mention? Uh, but second, something quick to mention. 
Uh, new beta invites have gone out for ESO this week, and Sauce has stated that more have been brought into the beta. They're increasing the size of their testing pool, it looks like. So check those inboxes and spam folders and see if you got in. Yeah, I mean, they, they said a lot more invites went out this time. So if you got in, you get to enjoy the awesomeness of ESO, guys. Yeah, they're calling right now to let Joe know that he got in. <laughs> well, that's a good thing it's not me. Joe? Then they got the wrong phone number. Um, just so people know, I've had, if you don't know, I, I wrote a fantasy novel that's due to be released. It was supposed to be released actually this week. However, it got delayed, guys. I just want to bring this up really quick if you guys don't mind. It uh, was yeah. delayed until October. So yeah, what happened with that? Why Why October? They want to make sure they do a proper ad ca- campaign for the book. And okay. also, in order to do, they want to send out for professional review. And a lot of those professional reviews require 60 to 90 days to review the book. So, those of you over at uh, the New York Times, get ready. The, the book's on its way. And uh, if you don't give Joe a proper review, I'm probably going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> so, <laughs> my publisher has assured me October. Because I was, like, crying on the phone with them. <laughs> they were like, it's okay, Joe. We'll do it right. Okay. Actually, no, in all reality, it, it doesn't bother me because I know that they're trying to do the best product possible for my book. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for that. So, guys, October. Expect it then. That's what cool. I'm hoping for. Ad campaigns, you got to – if you don't hit the nail on the head with an ad campaign, I mean, you, you shot your product in the foot. So I'm glad they're taking the time to, to do that for you. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> All right, guys. It's time for the meat and potatoes of the show. You ready? The potatoes. They're boiled. I had a potato in my mouth. <laughs> we got a quick discussion topic. Um, there really wasn't much anything of news at all this week. So we're going to just be kind of shooting the fun and having you know a good time tonight. The first thing, though, I do have a complaint with, a few complaints about it. Um, lead us into it, Ivarwin. Yeah. Um, so, as I was looking around for news topics, I managed to check out the forums from uh, the official Bethesda website, and I came upon this post, and I thought it was interesting enough to to bring up on the show because we've got we've got a great mix of of uh, you know gamers here that appreciate some of the older styles of uh, older features in MMOs, but certainly we're all you know. Uh, gamers that are involved in in new MMOs and and appreciate those those systems and features as well. So I, I saw this and I, I thought it'd be really interesting in context of Elder Scrolls Online. Um, the poster on this his name was Bloodlance and the title of it is "Bring Back EXP Loss and Dungeon Exploration Running." And here's the po- post verbatim. This is the original post. Uh, in a recent thread, well. That was my explanation, so <laughs> let's go. Uh, hey, in quotes, as we all have played a lot of games, and some of us are old MMO fans, I happen to think a lot about different MMOs and TSO. So I came up to a conclu- so I came to a conclusion as follows: one, EXP loss in death, permanent, no drop, no drops in level possible, loss only from PVE deaths. Stop right there. BS. Sure. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> Nobody likes that. Are you kidding? The games that had that, they quickly changed their format to not include that. You want to make um, people rage okay. quit? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, as I say, if you want to make people rage quit, do that. Yeah, go ahead. Have XP loss on death. <laughs> How to not make an MMO. Exactly. Uh, number two, uh, more experience from actual dungeon exploration and dungeon clearing than from questing. Quests should only give very small amounts of experience, but semi-okay gold and gear. This all would reflect on the actual world and what players do. In my opinion, quest hub running to level up as fast as possible is not Elder Scrolls gaming. Elder Scrolls gaming is exploration and killing monsters and looting stuff from random locations you might just find. Quests are okay, but rewarding huge chunks of experience from questing is, in my opinion, against the Elder Scrolls style of gaming. How do you all feel about this, Bloodlands? I'm seething right now. May I? May with I rage. Comment? Yeah, go ahead, Shank. Um, I, I can't really comment on the first one because I XP loss ex- on death. Yeah, I don't. I don't have experience in MMOs. I'll just say um, regarding experience. I, I, I just I'm not a fan of experience with Elder Scrolls because as we all know, if you play um, any Elder Scrolls game, how do you level up? You just do regular stuff and your skills, you know, they level up and then you level up after you level enough of your skills, right? So it's not like a, I guess a typical sort of you get five experience. So I, I, I don't know how, how or if this works in MMOs. Regarding the second point here, mm-hmm. I do somewhat agree uh, with what he says here um, about that, about more experience coming from actual dungeon exploration and clearing uh, than from actually quests. How do you get that well, XP from killing things? Because that's all that's going to well, be in there. Well, the the piece that he says Elder Scrolls gaming is exploration, killing monsters. You might just find. I kind of agree with that. Like I think that is a that is one of the, in my opinion, a cornerstone of Elder Scrolls gaming. Regarding the experience from dungeon exploration and dungeon clearing. Um, rather than from quests, I'm I'm actually I'm I'm kind of okay with that because it, I mean I'm the MMO noob here, so I probably have the unpopular opinion. But well, Shank, I mean, even though you're the MMO noob, that's precisely why your opinion is is valid and gold to this show. So with that, please continue. Well, I can only speak from my Elder Scrolls experience, well, and in my Elder Scrolls opinion. experience, I don't do that many quests. As Joe says, you did a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I mean, most of my fun and uh, leveling of my skills, in quotes, comes from doing random stuff that has nothing to do with quests, that has nothing to do with story. Mm-hmm. So when he says more experience from actual dungeons, exploration, and dungeon clearing... I, I kind of like that. I, I definitely see that, that there's definitely, uh, I mean, I see more of an Elder Scrolls touch on that rather than just doing traditional questing because what have we heard from the devs? They're not going to, I mean, from what we know so far, it's not going to be a traditional quest hub spoke model. Like they said, like, hey, if you find something over there, a point of interest, I believe what they called, you can you can go do that and it'll lead you to some other quest or some other interesting uh, tidbit of, I don't know, loot, anything. So I, I, I do like this idea that you get more experience from actual dungeons because it encourages people to go out and explore, and I think that's a good thing in an Elder Scrolls game. I need to stop <clears throat> right here. I, I'm gonna, I was thinking about not saying what I want to say, but I have to. There's a couple of things that are completely misconstrued here. And for one is that this is an MMO. You can't make Skyrim an MMO because there's too many problems with that. That's why they changed a lot of the, the aspects. There's two different types of XP here, okay? in Elder Scrolls. There's the XP that you get from 
questing, from killing enemies, from exploring. That's your primary level XP. All right, that's how you get scale points. You also get a different type of XP that is going towards leveling up your skills and your weapons. That's completely separate. That's based on using those weapons. That's where the Elder Scrolls comes into play. And the other right. thing of using making, quests, making your using your skills in a in a uh, in a useful way levels you up in in Skyrim, and I think Oblivion too, right? Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. that doesn't apply to your main level. That only applies to the leveling of the weapon or the skills or the but skill class. It does overall apply to your your main level. No. Well, in in Oblivion. Well, in Oblivion Skyrim, I'm talking about the MMO. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make that known. Yeah, you're right. In Skyrim, so in the Oblivion, MMO, you're saying that. Right, that it doesn't apply. Right, those are completely separate things. Um, there is, even as like looking at it from a, di- a designer standpoint, how in the world would you give massive amounts of XP from exploring a dungeon? Besides, the only thing that's going to be really giving you XP is by using your skills, your equipment, and by killing the enemies. So what you only in this, in this specific area you do an exorbitant amount of XP kills for the kills in that area? That doesn't make any sense. Um, so quests are a natural lean way to do it and there's lots and lots of quests in Skyrim for instance and it, you know this is all based on your personal gameplay Skyrim isn't just what he says we see here about exploring and killing monsters and looting stuff for me I enjoyed the quests the story arcs that's what I got out of it I hated exploring in some cases doing what Shank does and walking around aimlessly for two hours doing nothing would bore me to tears <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have a quick, quick question for you, Joe. In, during your questing, because you said that you you do a lot of questing, obviously, you do like kill stuff and like you know, you, yeah, you advance your story and stuff. But like you do also do some sweet combat because I know you're a very combat guy. So you, I like you do do that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, I get it's sort of. It's, like a naive designer standpoint question, but my question is if, if you're doing that combat and fighting anyway, the only difference being you're in a quest versus you're out exploring, but you're like, even if you're fighting in both instances, why can't you get experience purely from, you know, two handed or one handed, regardless of what experience you're in, regardless as if you're in a dungeon or doing a quest, like why, why should that matter? It doesn't. And there's no difference. Well, yeah, hold on. Before before we get ourselves kind of lost a bit on this, I just want to I want to point out a couple of things. All right, there are certain things that he's proposing. He's he's saying number one, XP loss and death, but not to the point where it drops levels. Which we all agree thing, is BS. Which we're talking about now is is experience um, for questing and and doing dungeons, and he's saying that. Um, you should get more experience by going into a dungeon and clearing out the dungeon and exploring that dungeon versus getting a quest, doing the quest, fulfilling the quest requirements, and then turning it in. So just so Um, I want to just outline that. Can I bring up real quick that I have not played an MMO where the dungeons weren't instanced. Hmm. From most MMO players, all dungeons are instanced. Right. So when I see someone saying dungeon clearing, what I hear in my mind is someone running the same dungeon over and over and over to gain experience instead of 
going out in the open world, getting into the story, the gameplay, exploring, walking around. What I'm hearing is this person wants to do the same dungeon over and over again until he unlocks the next one. Then that next dungeon over and over again until he unlocks the next one. Right, but he's coming from from an Elder Scrolls um, single-player standpoint, and that's not what happens in a, in a single-player Elder Scrolls game. What, what, what happens there isn't right. a Elder translated Scrolls game. to Translated to an MMO... Right, but don't forget, ESO does have public dungeons, it has instance dungeons as well, and free content throughout the world that you explore without necessarily being taken through um, an entire uh, gauntlet of, of dungeons and, and traps and, and mobs, you know, like like towers in the world that you can you can climb and possibly see a chest at the very top and stuff like that. So he's not necessarily talking about what I want to see, guys, is uh, constant, you know, farming of, you know, um, runic descent and rift. Uh, I disagree. He said he starts out his statement with him being an old MMO fan mm-hmm. from, coming from a lots of different MMOs. I believe that he is fully aware mm-hmm. of what he's saying. That he says that he wants to run dungeons and that be where the experience come from. This is kind of also an ironic thing, is in every other MMO, dungeons are, are quest-driven. Uh-huh. There's always a quest in yeah. a dungeon, every time. And to go into a quest... Uh, yeah, I agree with Dave 100%. You can't go into a dungeon and... Any, I'm, I'm, I'm sidetracking myself here. My other point I was going to get at is that there's always an XP increase for doing dungeons in MMOs. Every MMO I've ever played... There's an exuberant amount because it usually but, takes a group. So my, my question is, why does that have to be the case with this game from a design standpoint? It's like, going to be... Wh- why can't this... It, like, this I don't, this I don't, I don't, yeah, go ahead. Shank, this is built to try to put blinders on you. It's trying to... For them, him saying this is basically saying the only time you kill an enemy is in a dungeon, which is blatantly wrong. Every quest in, a, in an... Okay, maybe not every quest, but the grand majority of the quests that I played at PAX was, hey, we need you to get from point A to point B and find something in between. You don't just do that. That's impossible. You can't walk from point A to point B in any Elder Scrolls game. Especially if, you, if you're if you understanding an, an exploration in an Elder Scrolls game, there's no such thing. You're going to run into enemies. You're going to come across crap that, that's interesting. It's the same way when we were playing uh, The Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. If you take on a quest and it tells you, hey, go over here, you're going to get a lot of experience from killing enemies along the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. from, from distraction-based content. As you're, as you're on your way to that quest location to fulfill its requirements, you're going to find <clears throat> excuse me, one of those towers or possibly a cave to go you know, walking in and explore a little bit. And if right. you didn't, if you didn't have that quest, but you walked that same path anyway, would you not get XP? You get plot course you would, because you're still running you all the encounters. Experience. It's all about the based qu- on the encounters. A, a good quest isn't there to level your character. A good quest is there to point you in the right direction and give you a story to go with it. Right. So okay, so I guess maybe I'm a little confused here, but then my question evolves to. Why do you need quests? Like, why should if you, if you get that experience okay. regardless, like if you if don't you have, have the quest or not? If you don't have quests, you're gonna go out in the world and roam around killing rabbits and deer for five hours. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I, yeah, I, hold on a second, Shank. I think I think your your main point of confusion is you're used to uh, an experience system 
that gives you experience rewards based on how um, how functional you use your skills in a situation versus yeah. how many mobs enemies have you killed and how many quests have you returned yeah that's that's i think where my confusion is. So i like, think your question is why why is it better to give me experience because i'm turning in quests and killing enemies versus making my skills useful yeah like i that's that that's pretty much it like why why what's the benefit in doing like ba- am i basically am i going to be punished from getting quote-unquote less experience from not doing quests instead, and, instead of just wandering around i think that's where my confusion lies because punished yeah. no will you miss out on a lot of great content totally will you get a little bit less xp maybe i don't know but you every quest usually gives some form of bonus xp usually it's not a great amount normally except for early levels it can be um, okay. yeah, early levels are going to be handled I right. think I think the best way to answer Shank's question is: Can you explore? Yes. Are you going to get experience doing it? Yes, because you're going to discover things and get experience, and also you're going to get attacked. You can beat the snot out of things. Totally be awesome and like, oh yeah. When- yeah. So so you do get experience for like randomly wandering and beating up people or running away. From- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely will because as you're as you're trying to you know do whatever, find whatever. You're going to run into mobs, and you're going to aggro them. They're just going to see you, get aggravated by your presence, and they're going to run up to you and beat you in the face. And you're going to turn around and defend yourself, and you're going to get experience for killing them. Okay, so I think my conf- – okay. Now, uh, it sounded to me that, like, you wouldn't get necessarily experience for just, like, for not doing quests like that. No, no, it's, okay. It's not going to happen. What yeah. about Lou? Uh, what about you, Lou? What do you say about this? I mean, A, should, should there be XP loss in death? in death but with the caveat that it won't drop your level and should should exploration give you more experience than actual questing he didn't say exploration he said dungeon exploration and dungeon clearing big difference dungeon exploration and dungeon clearing should that give you more experience than actual questing wow I am almost afraid to answer this question Um, why it's your opinion (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right Bloodlands, if you're there listening, okay, I- I'm also going to leave myself one of those old MMO fans, all right? Starting from Meridian to Ultima Online and EverQuest. Not EverQuest Live, EverQuest Next, no. All right, 1999 EverQuest. So I understand his point, his first point, which is, in his own words, experience loss in death, parentheses, permanent, no drops in levels possible, Loss only from PVE deaths. All right, let me explain that to a lot of the people here who are not familiar with that. Mm-hmm. EQ one, our request is notorious for that. Okay, and yes, I have experienced that where uh, before they changed it. Okay, imagine me and my little fifty ranger screwing up in group content, and now me and my group we all dropped four levels because that's how bad we were screwing up. Oh. So now we're all back to forty six, and guess what? All our armor. All our abilities, gear, since it's gear for level 50, guess what? It goes away from our bodies because we're not, allowed, we're not that level anymore. <laughs> okay? So, yeah, it does suck. <laughs> it sucks in the worst way. <laughs> That's a tough pill to swallow. It, it is. Uh, but I'll see one of the points behind it. Okay? The content there was tough. It wasn't meant to be a cakewalk. The game isn't hand-holding you. It's giving you all the clues you need to defeat the content to beat it. And it's also an incentive not to screw up, meaning you have to know what you're doing. Meaning I can't just be a ranger 
one day. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll take this class. We level it. You go, la, 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 la. All right, what am I doing? No. It's, all right, what am I attacking? Who am I attacking? What's going on in this fight? Okay, and if I'm not paying attention, if I don't know exactly what the hell I'm doing, yes, the game is going to hit the hammer and hit you on the head with it hard, saying, you don't know what you're doing. Learn. Learn from your mistake, and this is your penalty. And it does suck because, you know, but again, that's from the old days where people had hours, days, weeks to do this kind of stuff. Now, Lou, would you prefer that in ESO? God, no. That goes against the grain for ESO, for any Elder Scrolls game. Okay. You know, it doesn't belong there. That's, you know, Joe mentioned a long time ago. It was a mechanic that was in place when MMOs first came about. Okay. It's outlived its purpose. You know, I'll caveat that. I understand why it was there in the first place. But now it's outlived itself. It needs to go away because, you know, the MMO market is flooded with too many MMOs. You put something like that in your game, you're going to drive people away. What about the experience? What about getting – what about uh, less experience from questing but more experience in dungeon exploration and clearing the dungeons? I'd say why can't you get – why can't there be parity? Thank you. Why why, Why can't there be both? Yeah, why, why do you have to penalize one style of play over the other? I mean, I can totally there get you go, Lou. what Shank is doing. I, mean, I love exploring MMOs, but I also love beating the crap out of things, too. Yeah. You, know, if, you know, if one day I don't want to do any dungeons, I don't want to do group content, yeah, I'll go exploring. You know, especially if I'm in a class like a ranger or an assassin that has stealth. Hell yeah, I'll go in a new zone I haven't explored before. I'll go invisible, and I'll just go, hey, what's that over there? You know, I'll look for that river. I'll look for that hillside. I'll look for a cave. And just go exploring, just for just for fun. But you know, and I expect you know I would hope to be rewarded for that for taking the time to say, hey, I'm going to go smell the flowers. <laughs> I'm going to go fishing in this new watering hole I just found. That's like halfway in the zone. This is cool. Hey, Lou, I think you just summed up exactly what me and Dave were trying to say. Yeah, parody. There's room in ESO, any Elder Scrolls game, for both any style of play. There it is. That's it. Right there. This is the reason why I wanted to show this post on the show today. Because there is a disconnect of thought between players for, uh, who play a lot of MMOs and, and not a lot of Elder Scrolls games, single-player RPGs, and single-player RPGs are people that play a lot of those and not a lot of MMOs. As was evidenced by my confusion right. just now. There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of disconnect and a lot of, a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to these, because each, each of these games are fundamentally different in thinking and how it's run and how you experience the game. Some games come to you, other games you go to it. And then there's different levels of how hardcore that game can be played and, and how it comes to a casual player as well. I knew you guys would be able to explain, in your opinions, where the middle is. There is a middle here. And parity, especially in, in experience and how it's rewarded, is one of those middle grounds. You know, it's necessary I think to with, have... I'm sorry, dude. Go ahead. That. No, go ahead, Joe. I think what's set me off about this is I, it's been a, a big, big pet peeve of mine lately, is people who have Google on forums or go in public presence like uh, Twitter and stuff like that and complain about ESO because they think it should be exactly to their play style and nothing else. And it just, that's all this, it, this post was to me. It was about 
him wanting the game to be exactly for his playstyle, him to be reward, rewarded only for his playstyle, which is ridiculous because everyone, I mean, even the five of us right here, none of us have the same playstyle. I could never put up with doing what Shank does. <laughs> no offense, buddy. I love you. And um, no, I mean it's it's uh, you you speak the truth. Like I could never just go quest to quest. I mean you you speak absolute truth. Why, like like Ivana said, why can't we both do what we want to do and experience the game that way without penalty? And honestly, like this discussion was super helpful because that was one of my fears. Was right after I read this, I was like, wait, so does that mean? you have to do quests does that mean you can't like just go no, explore no. and get experience so this was i don't know for me especially and i'm sure for other newbies like me um i think and, and, this, and this was super helpful don't don't forget dear dear listener whoever whoever you are most if you're either uh the single player elder scrolls guy who's been playing since arena or you are that hardcore MMO guy, and you're just you're, you found the show because of ESO, and and uh, you know you're not too sure about those single player things. We're here to help bridge that that gap. We're here to we're here to help. Is is what we are trying to do with the show? We want to help, and and that's the reason why you know I wanted to feature this is to is to sort of help out a little bit because we we do know we we get emails. We got an email this week. Saying, you know, could you could you just please explain some of the MMO stuff because I'm not too sure about it, and uh, and you know, th- it's a major thing on the show. We we want to help with that, and uh, and so uh, hopefully this did help a bit. And hell, you guys get riddled with questions from me every single week, so <laughs> we get riddled with questions. <laughs> so daily. much easier if we didn't. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> Dave, your mic was on. <laughs> oh damn it. Lou, Ivarwin, you guys are wise. Thank you for clearing up what me and Dave were drug induced trying to explain. <laughs> um, I have a quick thing I want to do for you guys. It just came to me. Just bear with me on this. This is one of those spur of the moment things. Considering mm-hmm. that we all have our own little play styles, okay, and how we like to play Elder Scrolls games, let's say, for instance, that we decided to make a website based off of our play style for Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I want you, I'm going to go first so you can see what I mean. Um, explain what your, ga- what your website name is, and then do a little blurb about what it's about. Okay, for instance, I would make the ESO Fighters Club. You don't talk about Fighters Club, the first rule. (laughs) But basically, it's for those who enjoy beating the snot out of every living thing on the face of Tamriel and like to be BAs while doing it. Those of us who like to walk down the street and watch as every single monster cowers in fear at the very presence of our awesomeness. I like it. <laughs> I'd sign up. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Go. <laughs> I actually have one if you want me to. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you heard of that site called Wolfram Alpha? No. Yep. Okay, if you haven't heard about it, it's basically if Wikipedia lost all of the, the writing and, and biographies and crap and only went with things like hardcore facts and numbers that's the kind of play style that I prefer I I really like the idea of yeah the lore is nice but how many times do I have to throw a fireball at your face to make you burn okay sounds well adjusted <laughs> so the, the the website of pew pew yeah I'm all I'm all about numbers finding exact facts tearing through content perfectly i love being a completionist 
and I love uh, honestly I liked doing the server first sometimes on Rift. Hey Shank, I already have your website in mind. See if you agree. Oh, yeah. Google Maps. It's either gonna be one of two <laughs> things. It's gonna be called Let's Walk dot com or the hippies of Tamriel dot com. <laughs> I was actually gonna um there's actually a um there's a series of books if you look, pick it up in Skyrim and Oblivion called The Explorer's Guide to whatever, and they just have you know some province or like The Explorer's Guide to Skyrim or Mormon or something. Yeah, my website, yeah, my, <laughs> my my website would be called The Explorer's Guide to Tamriel, and the tagline would just be The World Beckons, and it's just you can just come in, walk around, do whatever you want, explore everything. Just it's just purely just for the pure unadulterated joy of wandering and exploring with a little uh quotation at the bottom that says um monsters not permitted pretty much like yeah, i would be like i'd have like a tiny little link that says if you're a monster then peace yeah, on the front page a rotating section that randomly chooses your favorite bush of the day no it would actually be the the, the favorite uh the favorite you know screenshot and i have a flower of the day flower of a, the day you'll have a tab over there you click on it, and it says uh Tai Chi has nothing on us. We are the masters of peace out, foo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say for Shank, you know, since Joe was saying it before, I, it's a website. It's great, guys. Well, what's the idea about it? It's about nothing. <laughs> it's a website about Elder Scrolls nothing. <laughs> and they'll pay us for this? Yes! <laughs> That's the beauty of it! Many will come! What about you, Ivarwin okay, okay, and Lou? Okay, what, what did you do? I wandered. That's that. That's a show, right there. Done. Wrap it up. <laughs> we'll make millions. Lou, Ivarwin, you guys got anything? Yeah. Um, I I would make a, uh, a website and call it Meridia's Temple. <laughs> Dawnbreaker! Dawnbreaker! The Paladin's Hand was what I was thinking, but yeah, good. And uh, it would be it would be all about uh, how to how to roll an awesome paladin in Elder Scrolls Online and uh, other the other uh, Elder Scrolls titles as well. And be just and holy and pure. Oh, I would have tenants on on oh, how to dear. be how to how to role play the perfect ta- paladin. How uh, how your morality should be. Uh, I would have uh, builds. What's uh, what's what's the perfect build, uh, and how that how that evolves with different game updates, um, and nifty paladin sights and you and sound so serious about this and like professional. I'm like, you're already designing this, aren't you? I'm making it right now. <laughs> yeah, literally you know, it, coding it at the moment. It honestly <laughs> sounds like you know we everybody on the podcast is an extremist in one point of view or another. <laughs> But Ivarwin pulls from all of us and goes, this is Paladini, I'm keeping it. Uh, that's Paladini, I'm keeping it with the other thing. Um, can I get a, a bag or something to keep my Paladin in? He's going to have a he's, prop, he's going to even have a tab, I'm sorry Dave. It's okay. He'll have a tab that has like a <clears throat> the proper burial rites for each race. Yes. Oh, like yes. the Nord, that has to be yes. a river yes. with flowers. You place a flower on her and throw her in a river. Put her in a river, right. <laughs> Top of burning boat with dogs at her feet. You know, to be fair, <laughs> if it's an orc, you leave them there. To be That's fair, the rot. Generally, <laughs> with their face in the dirt. Argonian skin them, make the purse. Right, because yeah. everyone needs leather. Khajiit, burn them on a pyre as heroes. <laughs> uh, we have different ideas wow. of how the tree could. Be. Uh, <laughs> see, my site though would have a picture of the painted cow with a red circle and a line through it. 
<laughs> Got him. Lou, what about you? Wow. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's going to be lore-based. Uh, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Lou's Wikipedia. Yeah. It's going to be my Wikipedia. Loremaster on Ice! That's the site! It's going to be Encyclopedia Nern, first edition. <laughs> but also, I'm going to have uh, a breakdown for all the different types of roles in the game. Since there aren't any classes, per se, per, for Elder Scrolls Online. As a sort of helping hand to say, you know what? If you're not sure what you need to do, what you want to do in the game, well, this is what a magic-driven character can do. This is what a stamina-driven character can do. <laughs> and these are the awesome toys they get to play with and wreak havoc and destruction. Or heal. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, in, uh, you know, throughout your adventures. You know, I, every, I, I page, every page is going to be written so long that you're only going to get 20 or so levels in and then start on a different page. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm going to be like, oh, wait, new topic. Uh, <laughs> 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 cut off half sentence. Like, hey, it was, is that a typo? No, no, that, that was a, a – I cut myself off mid-thought. Sorry. I'll get back to that one of these days. <laughs> Tune in next month for that. I'll get around to it. But, yeah, that, that would be my, my, my big spiel. would be uh, the lore because I love, I love reading lore and, and any MMO I've played, whether it's you know, Ultima, World of Warcraft, EverQuest, Dark Age of Camelot. doesn't matter. Uh, I love reading, you know, why are we here in the first place? <laughs> you know, it's like why does Orgrimmar stink so bad? You know, <laughs> see, I could see your tagline, Lou, on the site when, you, when, they, when someone first logs into it, saying uh, "Elder Scrolls Wiki dot 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 Child's Play." There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Now it's enough bad. of that craziness. Oh, uh, that's nice. I like that. It was a good thought experiment. I, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. We do have a question of the week. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. It was just one of those spur of the moment things. Uh, and we're going to get into it. According to Varwin, this is legit. It is In his legit. words, I have not heard it yet, so... Yeah, me neither. <laughs> let's find out. Hello, my name is Brandon Van Heron. I'm a design intern at ZeniMax Online Studios. One of our goals in Elder Scrolls Online is to bring the cities to life by paying attention to all the finer details. If you could name an inn, shop, or tavern, what would you name it? Okay, that is completely legit. But, you know, i got to mention really quick something, guys. Have you seen the latest videos on how they all look completely sleep-deprived? They kind of like look like a raccoon. Thank you! Are they, like, intern, man. Yeah. <laughs> are they, like, not letting the, the, the devs sleep anymore? Guys, they're working hard over there. You know? <laughs> I, can, I can tell. <laughs> you know what? I can honestly feel for them, though. I've been in that position. When we go, what's called going gold, the few months before the game is shipped off or published, no one sleeps. You sleep at the office, man. I remember before they changed the, the laws on it, working seven days a week, um, 20 hours a day. I would sleep for four hours at my desk, wake up, go at it again. That's a lot of game playing. Uh, a lot of no designing, yeah. All it's kinds of, of fun. Ass. <laughs> it's a lot of little Debbies. Mind you, at that time, I loved it. And my life was video game making, so... Anyway, um, back to the question at hand. In a totally space, was it an inn? It was an inn and a... Yeah, inn or shop. shop. In, in or tavern. Ta- okay, an inn, tavern, or shop. What would it be? Or its name, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, let's start with Dave. 
Oh god, don't start with me. I started with Dave. Okay. Um It would have to be the flaming orc. And it would be a tavern. Uh bar fights are not only okay, but encouraged. Hmm. Yes. So you'd have a pit in there. Yes, free beers for anyone who survives. Two men eto, one man leave. <laughs> Mine would be the anti shake tavern. Anti shake tavern. And um, it would have a little sign that says, um, Argonians have rice, too. <laughs> wow. wow. We're starting a war, good sir. <laughs> I like that. What about you, Lou? Oh, yeah. It's going to be a bakery. And its name's going to be, yes, we have your sweet roll. <laughs> uh, what about you, Evoyland? I would call it the Paladin's Lodge. Ooh, that's a surprise. Hey. <laughs> all paladins from all Tamriel would gather together. We'd share stories of epicness and how we destroy Daedra and how. Oh, <laughs> nice armor, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Well, chicken root beer. And <laughs> Only hard liquor. Does anyone beer. else picture all paladins to be blonde, blue-eyed, and never made it past third grade? <laughs> like Alistair from Dragon Age. Oh, oh, oh! Hey, <laughs> uh, Shank, it's your turn. Philip G's homie. <laughs> what? And it would be a skooma den for miscreants and vagrants. Oh God! Oh, I to clear that out. Probably a lot of Argonian scum in there. <laughs> hey, Argonians are people too, right? <laughs> No, they're not. <laughs> they're really not. We throw them in the pit just to see them die. Haughty <laughs> 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 laugh, haughty <hearty> laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a really good question. I enjoyed that one. Anything that get, makes us all be creative in their own ways, is never bad. In most cases. Alright. <laughs> before, before we get into our weekend game, we do have quite a few, well, uh, a couple emails to get into really quick here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and actually read one. I haven't read one in a while, if you guys don't mind. Okay, great. <laughs> hey guys, Shank love the show. Huh? Shank minds. Uh, well, he's getting the next one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, love the show and I am totally bummed that I can't play with you guys when ESO comes out because my computer is a load of poop in the sand. Well. But I will still be serving Queen Aaron from my Xbox One. Good. Totally gonna be rocking the Dragon Knight. And Shank, I will pick every flower I see just for you. Sweet. P.S. Why all the hate for Serana? I mean, come on, it's Skyrim Kira. Skyrim Kira! Well, that's the reason. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Did I, did I mention that she shot me in the back the other day? She, she, she did? Yeah. Wow. There's a few reasons why I hate her. Including I mean, her voice, her entire appearance, her ability to stand in my way, my ability to stand in her way, her being in my party, her face. You know, it's kind of ironic. Jerk. This guy has a whole list of stuff he talked about, and then a little PS, and all we talk about is the PS. I, I mean, to be fair, it's not that I want 
you know, to kill Serana. It's just that I don't want her to be alive anymore. <laughs> I just no longer want her to be alive. <laughs> I, I, I know that he says that he'll be serving and, Queen Aaron on the Xbox One, but... They, hey, guys, be, um, just so you know, it was from Zach. Eldrill the Bosmer. I mean, you guys interrupt me before I could... Yes, Bosmer. Good man. Zach, you're awesome. <laughs> Skyrim Kira. Alrighty then. Any guys, any comments about the main bulk of the email? Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm also serving queer Queen Aaron because I'm being forced to by my fellow co-hosts. You are welcome. Oh, you know what? I didn't do that right. Hang on, hang on, just one second. You are welcome! Okay, <laughs> now we can move on. <clears throat> and I am kind of bummed too. Yeah. Just don't want to put that in there. Oh, we got an email from Mara. She was a guest host on the show last week. Shank, this is all you, man. <clears throat> uh, all right. Let's see. What kind of personalities? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> hmm. Hey, gang. I was listening oh, to last week's podcast, <laughs> and one of the concerns was the fact that there's no PvP or PvE specific gear. I'm no MMO veteran, but isn't it possible that even though there's no special gear, there might be other ways to customize for one or the other? For example, enchantments that add extra PvP damage or extra damage against mobs. Or special perks and skill trees that make you more proficient against flares or mobs. If it works as I think it will, this means that you can still be scaled if you suddenly join PvP or PvE. You can still have the gear you love, but might not have to level new gear to serve you better. Also, if you really want to make a smooth transition, you can choose to respec and make your gear better for either PvP or PvE. Thank you so much, and keep being amazing, Mara. Well, Mara, this is the very thing that we were saying often, is that's one of the big downfalls of MMOs, was having specific enchants or specific gear based on PvP or PvE. It alienates players. Yeah. Is it possible? Yeah, of course it's possible, but... I mean, I think it's getting to that point now where this is sort of like, uh, you know, losing experience when you die this is one of those mmo uh you know uh pieces of mmos that that people i think want to move away from now i mean uh you know yeah it, it's it's old yeah the distinction now between pvp pve gear needs to go away because i think that's one of the biggest mistakes ever that's what what is why i have uh was it uh, uh resilience yeah it's their pvp stat and swotor tor has uh resolve yeah yeah you know, and just that one little factor, you know, you can be a level 50 badass, level 60 badass, but you're going to lose to someone because they've got the PvP gear, and you don't. Yeah, there's yeah, there's other ways of adding replayability to your game. Oh, yeah. I remember in WoW, okay, let me give you a little story for you guys. This kind of goes on that on this whole thing. I remember in World of Warcraft, before, I believe it was the Arena's Season 2 is when they added the PvP-specific gear. Before that... When you were leveling up in the original Vanilla WoW, there was like specific best in gear items that you could only obtain from getting it from um, PvP. That would be used for PvE and PvP. I, I wanted a staff for my mage to go and do dungeons with it, but my way of doing it was I had to get 
certain amount of uh, reputation in PvP. It didn't force me to go into PvP, but it made me like going into PvP and experiencing that side of the game. At that point, it drew me and I was doing PvP and PvE in equal because I didn't have to worry about that separation of gear. Now, in Star Wars, I did a lot of PvP leveling up because there was none of that gear because you don't get that gear until you were max level. And it was an even playing field. It was fun. It was all about skill. As soon as I hit level, what was it, 60 or whatever, 50 was the max? 50. Yeah, when I hit level 50, I went into PvP immediately after that match. I never touched it again. Because I didn't have any PvP gear on my on my character whatsoever. And I was getting literally one shot by everyone at equal level. It made it no, mo- it made it no more, no fun for me. I just couldn't do it anymore. And that's what is a major problem between the gear split. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. You know, it's yeah. I, I would up. hope that it, you know, there's plenty of gear to go around, plenty of different looks to go for. Just not let's not alienate the community by straight, you know, separating gear and equipment strictly along those two lines. Because again, for me, that would, that just goes against what ESO stands for, what Elder Scrolls stands for. Okay, like why should I have a, a you know a PvP only set as a mage? Like I should be able to do my mage stuff in any sort of gear I wear. Yeah, you know I shouldn't I shouldn't <clears throat> be gimped in those ways. Can you guys imagine doing Cyrodiil? You're going out to Cyrodiil to do some quests, to pick some flowers, whatever. You know, not really being PvP oriented, but having to say, oh, oh, you're going to come attack me. Hold on one second. Let me just change my gear really quick. <laughs> yeah, I'll get yeah. right back to you. No. All right. Any last things on that before we move on, guys? Yeah, that's it. Uh, Dave, next email is yours, buddy. <clears throat> All right. Seamail says, it comes from Armand, a.k.a. Dylan. This comes in saying, hello again, Joe, Varwin, Lou, Shank, and um, uh, Dave. Hi, Armand. Hi. Hello, Armand. Thank <laughs> you for forgetting my name. I may forget yours at the end of this This message anyway it's our says, thank you <laughs> thank you Arwen. you're welcome <laughs> says i was recently doing some you more digging on some stuff of the other continents on nern and found an interesting site onto the moramer of pandor pan payan don lou can you say that Pandania. thank you Far south of the Somerset <laughs> Isles and King Organum, I would love to hear more on the subject and maybe on the other continents. Don't mention until after you read the lore section. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> and one more thing. What do you guess... What do you get, guys think of Sea Serpent Mounts? Bamf, I know. Uh, no... love the show keep it up some guy Armand (laughs) dude (laughs) yeah right Um, um, I can just say as a a fellow lore nut these things are pretty cool Um, but uh, I don't know I don't know if uh, Lou's got something to say on that or not (laughs) save it save that (laughs) save for later save that energy so who knows hmm Mm. As for the sea serpent mounts, um, in case you didn't hear it. Uh, no. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> okay, guys, we have a uh, voicemail that came in from Colin. It's uh, it's over a little over three minutes, so bear with us. Uh, when you guys send in MP3 emails, we'd like to we'd like to ask that you please keep it underneath tw- at least two minutes, um, no more than two minutes. It just becomes kind of uh, redundant at that point. Uh, no. Wrong thing to play. Hey guys, Colin here. I wanted to speculate and ask, see what you guys thought about uh, how endgame armor and weapons and gear and crafting is going to work in ESO. In, in the modern MMOs we have now, everything is class-based. So if you get to the end game of your class, there's going to be armor based for you, and that is the best in the game. And by the end of the game there's going to be 50 million people of your class running around wearing the same armor. With ESO, however, not differentiating between PvP and PvE, and with ESO not being class-based and giving you all the options in the world, how do you think that's going to work? Especially with like auction houses and people at endgame crafting and selling stuff in order to make the big bucks on the server. Personally, I hope it's a craft by order system that way you could go to the player who in your clan or in that shard of the mega server or whatever who is known to be the best smith in that area or wherever whatever someone you can take the mats that he might need and pay him the money he needs and then say okay i want my epic sword uh, that i want to make my legacy and pass on to my children i i want to have it have a healing and a fire enchantment. And then someone else might come along and say, hey, I want you to make my double-headed axe and make it with uh, lightning and poison damage. Or the mage that comes along to this guy and says, hey, I want you to make robes that increase my two-handed skill and my fire staff. I think... I don't know how their system is going to work, but that system to me, one, that would be awesome because then it's more customizable. It's not, oh, everyone has the same weapon. I mean, my sword could be the epic uh, Daedric sword of... Uh, I'm cutting it there. It's like another minute and a half of that. Um, <laughs> I think we got the idea of the question, though. Yeah. You guys have any responses to that? Yeah. Then go! What do you oh. have to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, from what I understand Colin's question, that... Uh, I guess he's kind of looking towards more of a, a player-driven economy to where the crafters will have, I guess, an important impact in the game. Uh, for some people who may not be familiar with with player crafting systems, uh, you know, you can have players who dedicate themselves to that. You know, that's a big part of the gameplay. Like, like Shank picks flowers. You have people who just craft. That's all they do, and you know, <laughs> they get to be the best on their server. Meaning, yeah, they they actually, you know, they've done the. You know the crafting quest. They've done the dungeons. They've done the content where they get all these you know great recipes, these great uh, materials, and yeah, they they become the the person like they, you know, like the one guy that everyone has to go to because that guy makes the best paladin armor, okay, or he makes the best paladin weapons. He goes to him, hey. you know, and you know that that actually is kind of cool that idea that you know you have players who will invest that amount of time. An effort into acquiring those kinds of skills to make that uh, to have that sort of impact in the game, you know, on the community itself. 
However, the downside of it is too is that you have players like that who can dictate what they <laughs> the price for their services, so to speak. That's uh, cool. Uh, well, it, I mean, I'll use Star Wars Galaxy as an example where you have you know player crafters who are so good at what they do. You know, no one else goes to anyone else. Like you wouldn't go to a budding or a journeyman level crafter because you know why go to them when I get the best guy, best, you know, best girl, you know, whoever. Go to them directly. Okay, because then why would you pay to uh, make your armor again later on, or you you know reinvest on on improving weapons when you get the best one to get go? You know what I mean? That's how it gets you know tilted that way or slanted yeah, that way. It can get a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, Shank, you'll have players who dominate the economy, and I, I know you're all about that, but you know, but that, yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> when, you have players, when they monopolize the economy like that, it gets out of hand. <laughs> monopolies are not cool, but but having having you know uh, a player driven economy is. Is definitely cool, but you know, we, you definitely don't want uh, monopolies either. That that gets. So I, I have a question. So like we're we're all familiar with the crafting in uh, in Skyrim. How different are traditional MMOs to that crafting system? I would assume like because I I do like you know going out collecting my materials and my ores, and you know needing to be a certain like smithing level to do that kind yeah. of stuff. So how, how essentially, is it? That's essentially how it works. Okay. I, I actually yeah. have an answer for this one. Um, you, you've heard of the Holy Trinity with the tank, the mm-hmm. DPS. And all. There's yeah. another Holy Trinity in, in MMOs. There's the, the gear obtained by crafting, gear obtained by PvE, in-game content like raids, dungeons, and gear obtained by PvP, which is usually by points earned through PvP and just purchasing the gear. The problem here, is, which is on... E, uh, ESO to do right is to find the balance between the three. A way that yes, it's going to be as equally as difficult but equally as rewarding from each one. Meaning that a crafter can can trade between other crafters, do their best work, and still come out on an equal playing field as the person who only PVPs, as well as the person who only PVEs. But they need to do one better. A weight that w- what that will take over the MMO business, and that is the person who does all three is going to be better than any person who specializes. Do you? That's it, how they're going to win. Do you in, in MMOs? Do you have to sell your gear, or can you just make it for yourself? Like, just well, you, make you can it. make you it. You can yourself. make it for yourself, but some MMOs lean so much towards one of the three that it ruins the other two. Okay. I think I think it's already been announced that that crafters are going to be able to make and also improve gear as well. So so they'll be able to make gear, but additionally, if gear drops in a dungeon, you could take it to a crafter who's going to be able to improve it by adding certain features that that speak to how you built your character. So I think to answer Colin's first question, I, I'd say that I think that's how gear is going to to work in in the game you're going to it's going to drop and you're going to be able to wear it and you're going to be able to have crafters um tailor it you know specialize it for you uh based on on mats that you'll find around the world and you're going to be able to buy it directly uh probably from from an auction house or directly from from them as well and uh they'll they'll be able to make it and say, look, here's here's a generic uh, piece of armor, and uh, if I add these these additives to the gear, it'll it'll work a bit better for you because you spec yourself somewhat differently. Okay, 
I think that's how it's going to work. All righty. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our week in game, gentlemen. We have a lot of interesting things here. I was with Dave during his live stream last Friday night after the show. It was a lot of fun. Yes. We'll get in that in a second. But first, Eve uh, Arwen's little um, one line of note, which usually frightens me, that usually <laughs> encompasses a massive list behind the scenes. But also the fact he says the word spanked in there, and that definitely caught my interest. So, Varwin, why don't you bring that up? <laughs> Umaril! Umaril. So, here it is, guys. The Knights of the Nine update, the final edition. Umaril was spanked, and it was embarrassing for him, not me. Jiro! <laughs> Shank, you had me totally scared about fighting Umaril, by the way. I, I just wanted over. you to be well prepared when you went in there, man. Well that, prepared? I barely touched the guy. I was, like, afraid to go running through the dungeon because you're all like, oh, by the way, if Arwen, uh, he's like a Philip G. <laughs> Even no, I no being... he is not a Philip G. He is he's some dude, but, like, did you did you make the feather potions like I recommended? I didn't do anything. I, wanted, I went in there and I said, you know what? I'm just going to beat this guy in the face. What'd you do with all the loot you found? I looted it. Okay, but like the rest of the dungeon? You didn't run out of encumbrance or whatever? No. Cool. What's your race again? Um, I'm, a, I'm a guy. I think I'm an Imperial. I, I don't know. I forgot. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, wait, no, I'm a Nord. All right, okay, okay. Fair enough. Keep, keep going. I'm a Nord. So anyway, but I have, I have a lot of strength on me, too. Every time I walk around, someone's like, hey, look at the muscles on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> So I, I run into the dungeon with my posse of homeless people that wanted to be knights. <laughs> and like all these demons start coming out. And this time I took a step back and I let I let my posse work for me because the last time I uh, I went in there, you know, swinging around and I killed like two of the knights and then they all turned around and attacked and killed me because I killed one of their good guys. So uh, hobos stick together, apparently. So I, I took a step back and I let those guys just go buck wild on these demons on the Dremora. And when one would like wake, make its way over to me, I just made sure I killed it. So I, in that fashion, I made my way to Umaril. I get into the last chamber, right? All these demons are spawning all over the place. And it's like, it's like the, you know, the last, the final 300 at the hot gates at the battle of Thermopylae. Right, and we're all like, you know, fighting, and someone's like, "Oh, this is Tamriel," and I'm like, "That's ridiculous," and we're just fighting. Gerard Butler, here my abs. Take a look at these abs. That's right. Somewhere in the corner, Liz is painting Gerard Butler's abs on him. <laughs> so we we fight, and I'm thinking to myself, like, these guys are just not stopping. They just keep coming and coming, and coming. So I'm thinking, all right, I'm looking around the room as as the chaos around me is ensuing. And Liz is giggling as Gerard Butler's abs is getting painted on. I decide I'm going to do a quick run around the the room. And I ran upstairs and I find this glowing orb. So I run up to it and it says, destroy the orb. I'm like, all right, I can do that. So I destroyed the orb and then everyone disappeared. So I thought I did something wrong. But then a door opened up. Okay, cool. So I go walking through the door, and there's Umaril, and he comes running at me. He's like, oh, I'm Umaril, I'm going to hit you. I'm like, no, you're not. So I'm blocking, fighting him, and he's, like, dying fast. And I'm thinking to myself, like, as I got my shield up, and he's, like, beating on the shield, and I'm standing there thinking, they ain't hurting me, guy. I'm thinking, 
Shank's wrong. He's not a Philip G. He ain't nothing. <laughs> He's a punk G. He is. <laughs> and there's like a pool of water in the middle of the room. And this guy's like, oh, I'm going to beat you. Oh, I'm like, whatever, guy. Bang, bang. Smacking him around. Hitting him with my awesome sort of crusaderness. And then I just hit him for the last time. And he pops up. Ragdolls falls in the water face down. I'm thinking to myself, like, this guy's pathetic. That's it? And then I hear uh, the the quest updates and says, you know, so you got his physical form. Uh-huh. Now you need to sever his soul. I'm like, okay, there's a second part to this fight. Cool. So then I pop a buff that, that gives me, like, a ton of buffs. It's like Crusader something or other. I forgot the name of it. I was hoping Shank would remember. Oh, uh, I, I, dude, I actually... Don't know this one. It's been years. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I, I forget. I forget the name of it. But it's it's a uh, it's a buff that you can use like once a day, and it just makes you really powerful. It buffs all of your all of your stats. Mm-hmm. So I go running into this epic fight that's in the clouds with you know ghostly Umaril. I'm like ah from the right side, and he's like ah from the left side. We meet in the middle in a big clash of good versus evil that's been going on for months on end. And I beat him in the face, and I won. It was awesome. <laughs> so that was it. I, 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 I dispatched Umaril, and uh, the Knights of the Nine quest has, has been completed. So now it's um, me in the Priory of the Nine and uh, my, my merry band of homeless homies. But who are not <laughs> so homeless anymore because they, the, they have the Priory, man. I'm letting them stay. They, they <laughs> <laughs> They're cool. The, the, the former vagrants are now tenants. Right. Legal We're tenants. Now, <laughs> now <knights. laughs> they get their three squares a day, some awesome looking armor, and I let them go run some errands for the church. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, next for me, and I already started it, was uh, the, the, uh, the main quest in Oblivion. I've uh, made my way op- over to uh, Kavach. And stepped inside the Oblivion Gate. I'm going to save Martin Septim from Kavach. What's Kavach? That place that you avoid. Okay. Um, can I give you a, um, I don't know, it's, it's not really a cheat, but it's definitely a, a hint. Uh, actually, no, you've never closed an Oblivion Gate, have you? No, no. Okay, then I won't say anything. Okay. So that's it. I'm, I'm totally psyched about, about going in there. And I'm just I'm looking forward to uh, you know experiencing this this main the main quest of of Oblivion and I'm gonna like the Knights of the Nine man and like like becoming um, becoming a vampire and then and then curing myself and then finding out what's going on with uh, with the churches and Tamriel and who's desecrating them and then and then running around Tamriel and going to all of those different shrines and then finding all of those pieces to the to the crusader's armor and then finding out who's who's desecrating the church and that finding out it's all linked and it happens to be umaril and then walking into his 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 uh temple and beating him in the face i'm gonna finish this one i'm gonna close those oblivion gates and uh i'm gonna have a good time doing it <laughs> that's awesome dude. yeah there there's one piece early early on in this main quest where you need to take martin septum somewhere um i would like to know uh tell me tell me once you get to that part i'll just leave it at that sure so that's it that's uh that's my my uh gameplay for the week joe epic as always all right dave tell us man 
tell us. Alrighty. Um, yeah, Friday after the show, I still had the itch to play the game. Uh, so I, I just hopped right in and, and live-streamed it last week. Um, I did. I had a, a bunch of people. I think Shank was there. Shank, were mm-hmm. you there? Yep. You saw the way I played, right? It was, it was really weird. You were, like, in this weird, like, not first-person perspective. Like, my mind was blown. Yes. Yes, we like to call that the correct view. Um, so I, I was in the correct view, and I also went into the wrong view, which is which is first person. I, I do. I pop in and out. I, I don't stick just to one view or the other. I, it matters the situation as to if I'm in third person or if in first person. And uh, I, I had to get Shank in to see. I also had Joe there. Who else did I have? I think I had Monovan in there with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all for the live stream. But uh, what I actually Mara? completed... What's up? You had Mara, and then I had you had Crispy in there eventually. Oh, I did have Crispy in there. How could I forget Crispy? Crispy was awesome. No, no, she was helping Shank. Crispy sucked. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I actually got some work done though. Uh, first off, I as last week I had Isrin say, "I need you to go get two people for me," and so I went and I got his two people for him. I killed a bear. For this one dude, and he turns out to be a troll trainer who can sell me uh, trolls that wear full armor, and they're that ridiculous dude, looking. That dude is really cool. I know, right? He trains <laughs> trolls! That's sick! Anyway. It is wicked sick, dude. I love it. It's awesome. I also found uh, Euros in a bag by the river where they should not have been uh, for a NPC who ended up being the crossbow designer. So she's sending me off on quests to, to make new uh, crossbow bolts as well as new crossbows. So that's nifty. Uh, but I actually did a little bit of the main storyline for uh, Dawnguard, which included going to save the Moth Priest. And that was the only time I died in the live stream. Uh, was was the the moth priest? I got my butt kicked. That dude's mean. He knows how to wield a blade. Dude should be like halfway blind, and he still kicked my butt. I got you in the end, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> pokey, pokey. <laughs> Can't we stop me? <laughs> Where the hell am I go? <laughs> Anywho, I ended up back at the Dawn Guard Keep after rescuing the moth priest. And trying out that little dungeon in the back of it, uh, I I was so lost. I I would just I said forget it, and I walked out of the place and just started working on my single-handed uh, sword skill. Which honestly, I think that's what I'm going to be using for a while because I can get some damn good bonuses off of using single-handed daggers uh, when I stab people in the back. All yeah. I think I was I joined you like right when you were in that dungeon and like you had like no idea what was going on. Yeah, I was just completely <laughs> clueless. Uh, there was one puzzle where there's multiple pressure plates on the ground mm-hmm. and then you have to shoot one above a door and I was messing up on that one hard. <laughs> when in doubt, press all of the buttons. <laughs> that that's what I've learned from this week. But that's that's all I did. I, I just worked a little bit more on Dawn Guard. I'm hoping to do another live stream this week. And maybe do some more Dawn Guard action. Sweet. It's awesome that you're doing live streams now, Dave. Dude, now that I have a system to do it, I'm going to do it more often. Dawn Guard! Yes. F yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, how was your weekend game, buddy? 
Oh, not as fun as days, but <laughs> well, I, I will say that I, I finally broke down and, and I, I did start Dawn Guard with the Battle Mage. Oh. And as we all see the notes, yeah, I am going to regret this. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I went and got her out of the ground, did that part of the quest where, you know, when you first get her sarcophagus to come out of the ground, like, wow, this is a total underworld moment. Can I just leave her there? <laughs> just get credit for the quest anyway? No. Damn. Central on PC. Crap. Anyway. <laughs> now, now I've got her as my companion. And I'm, uh, I'm just going to say I'm looking forward. No, I'm not looking forward to this at all. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit of trepidation going, you know, you caused me a lot of pain, and I was in a badass melee character. I wonder how this is going to be now, the fact that I'm a squishy glass cannon. Of a mage. You know, it actually might not be bad, because I bet you you can just get her to tank for you. And you can just snipe, like, with your magic stuff. I'm hoping she reses every victim that dies and uses them as her little pet for now. That would be, yeah, that would be sick. I was like, I'm hoping to use that as a tactic somehow. It's like, you know, somehow just kill one if I can. Uh, especially if I take on the, the Draugr, the high-level Draugr. And just have her res them and just have them use it as a, as a personal tank. Like, all right, all right, distract <laughs> Go, go, go forth. <laughs> Be the meat shield. Um, but in my little travels there, I finally got my mate to the 38. So she's moving right along. Not as fast as I'd like her to. Because quite honestly, I don't do a lot of the, the crafting stuff. It all would probably help me level faster. But I just broke down and just started enchanting for an hour or two. Or just, you know, conjuring stuff. Or smithing, what have you. But... I'd rather go out there and just kill things in the world. So that's why it's slow, slow, steady climb. <laughs> but as I'm doing this, as I'm going out, especially during the, the walkabout I did uh, today and what I did a couple of days ago, yeah, I ran into a couple of uh, you know, Legion patrols. You know, they have the, the prisoner in tow and so forth. And I'm thinking to myself, I just seen a mod on Steam, on the workshop in Steam. That was highlighting the fact that uh, this mod introduces the different types of complete armor, imperial armor sets that are in the game with some improvements. I mean, this, this mod, I, I'm actually looking at it right now. I'll go into it next week, but he actually recreated uh, and did more detail on different sets of armor for the Legion. Okay, so now there's like a distinct light set of armor that's totally different from the medium set of armor. Totally looks different from the heavy set of armor. For the Legionnaires. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, now, it's, you know, now there's variety in the game. And, you know, of course, some variations of uh, General Antolius' armor, because I think that's the best-looking set in the game, which you can't wear, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at something like that, and you know, what I'd like to see as I'm doing this walkabout is the fact that you know, I'm kicking ass to the Legion. I'd like to see more influence in the towns, too, that I've helped. You know, like more of a legionnaire presence, that sort of thing. So one day, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, that mod I'm also using, it's another mod I'm using, Corinthia Tower, which is the total mage tower type deal. I move most of my stuff in Dovkin Hideout <laughs> and Breeze Home, actually, into that uh, new tower. Oh, it's cool looking. Yeah, I mean, it, if, you know, if anyone has a chance to look at it, if you're actually playing or role-playing a mage character... Like I said before, I heartily recommend this one. Okay, Tower of Corinth there because once you finally get it all set up, yeah, you know it's a mage's tower. You know, it's gonna look like you know, when you go to the when you become the archmage in Winterhold. 
Okay, it's not like Breeze Home. It's not going to look like you know, Proud Spire. No, this is you know, this is Sauron's home. <laughs> okay, this is Saruman's Tower of Orthanc. <laughs> There's no melee character here. No, this is a guy's going to fry you from fifty feet away and piss someone like Joe off. <laughs> you know, because he you can zap him from hundred feet away and he can't touch with his bow yet. That that type of deal. I've also been experimenting on doing this. Uh, I actually. I think last time I spoke, I was about to explore Arkanthan. So what I did was I made a little challenge myself, saying, how fast can I run through this damn dungeon? You know, without even stopping. Just just go through it. Explore everything cranny. No stopping. I'm not looting anything. Well, except for gold. I have to caveat that. I will stop and just pick up gold. Okay, see how fast I can go through it. So I ran in from the get-go, just started running in, hands blazing, just frying, lightning storm, everything to death. That's in my way. Okay, <laughs> you want to think last day of the apocalypse? This is it. Me unleashing, you know, every lightning bolt, ice storm, everything in my arsenal. I can, and I completed that whole thing in under thirty minutes. Nice. However, I did burn through a lot of health potions. <laughs> I can understand why. Yeah, you know, running through my own ice storm kind of hurts. Um, <laughs> running through flames kind of hurts too. Or, yeah. but, oh, that's the that's the that's the spinning blade trap. Yeah, I forgot that was there. <laughs> you know, and thank God the momentum just carried me, pushed me through this entire thing. So, yeah, I'm going to try it from now on. When I, when I really have those big, big ruins to explore, I'm just going to see, just as a challenge, see how fast I can go through it. Just stopping long enough to loot the bodies for gold, you know, because I have to be greedy like that. <laughs> how fast you get through this one? Did you time yourself? Yeah, yeah. So it took me less than 30, like about 20, 28 minutes or so to go through it. 20 minutes? No, all right. Okay. Minutes, yeah. You got to beat that time now. Yeah, well, like I said, I, you probably get a lot easier if you're on a melee character because you can just destroy things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I did pay for it, though, in terms of health pots and, and mana and magic potions. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did know that this, my gameplay is that that orc librarian in Winterhold. Yeah, he's a real jerk. Yeah. What's up with him? What happened to you now? Yeah, I keep going back to him. You know, I'm at that part of the of the quest where I have to go to him for information about the Elder Scroll. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but the damn fool has no information for me. That I really hope is not a bug, and I screwed up the quest somehow. And uh, well, doesn't you know, he give you the all the information for the quest when he gives you the quest? Well, no, he's he says the, the quest journal tells me that I have to go, you know, ask him about the Elder Scroll. Mm. Okay, and now to the point where it's grayed out. It's like okay, did he? But there's no location anywhere. There's no hints, no clues. He he usually won't help you until you help him first. See if there's any other talk options, uh, possibly to help him find other books that have been lost. Oh, that rat bastard! There you go. <laughs> what's what's going on with the walkabout? I see here. Two hours, eight minutes, solitude. What is this? Oh. Yeah, that was actually today. <laughs> <laughs> I did that today just because I wanted to see what I, you know what I could do today for a quick walkabout. Yeah, quick, two hours, eight minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, quick. Yeah, nothing quick about this. So you went from rifting to solitude in two hours, right? Yep, and I didn't go like a more or less straight path. No, I went and followed you know a bunch of the roads, got sidetracked, and in my walkabout, yeah, me three dragon zero. Nice. Because on this character, for some reason, I can't get dragons to attack me. So I'm like literally starving for souls. I have all these words, 
but no souls on lock <laughs> which really teed me off. Yeah. And I've killed enough wildlife to, you know, warrant a formal complaint from Skyrim PETA. Yeah, five bears, three wolves, and two thieves. Oh my, yes. <laughs> you know, I get the two thieves where, you know, I give them the threat option, the intimidate option. It's like, okay, yeah, come on, dude. You just saw me fry a bear <laughs> from like 100 feet away. You're really going to challenge me with that little dagger of yours? <sighs> okay, let's do it your way. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, lock picks, cool. Gold, cool. You know, and just leave them on the side of the road <laughs> and just keep walking. And however, now that I did start Dawnguard, I can't wait to see how many vampires will attack me on the road from now on at night. If I do, you know, when I start doing the walkabouts at night, it's going to be interesting. I'll be cursing Shank out and <laughs> in vain, going, damn you, Shank! Damn you! Speaking of Shank, Shank, how was your week, man? Um, I did stuff, like... To my, to my graphics and mods. How did you, what did you do? Did you tweak your game? ambient occlusion, your IBL and DOF values, and your you know, bloom? You know, funny, funny you say that. I, I did. Did you? I have a feeling that you tweaked your graphics a lot. I, I, I did. Like, like <laughs> I, I tweaked it a lot for a, a solid like hour. Actually, how did you know that? That's that's amazing. It's in the notes. I don't, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah I, I tweaked a lot of my graphics, so it runs smoother. But I think visually looks better, and this will pay off as nice um, as for actual play. Yeah, basically uh, <laughs> for my gameplay. So uh, refresh my memory here, gentlemen. Was it last week or the week before where they had a uh, Zoss had a, a a piece on dungeons? The week um, before. It was week before. Okay, so I, that kind of got me into a dungeony mood. So I started just kind of going into random caves, uh, oh, barrows. Was, was it last week? Okay. It was last week, yeah. So I, I started going into random caves and barrows and like other dungeony dungeons, as I so aptly put it here. Dungeon um, dungeons. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, because I, I never really, I, you know, I, I haven't really spent too much time in dungeons in either Skyrim or Oblivion. And, you know, I, I only go to dungeons if I need to as part of a quest or something. But other than that, I kind of don't really do that, uh, do it that much. So this time I was like, you know what? I I might as well go in here because the Skyrim dungeons are supposed to be far, far more varied than the Oblivion ones. And I found this mostly to be the case, and I've been pleasantly surprised. Um, I found, you know, a bunch of good loot. So I took many trips back to my house to uh, drop it off. At this point, I have no more, like, plaques on my wall. So I'm just literally just dumping everything on my bed, which is very unceremonious. Um... (laughs) And then I, I found an ebony bow, which is for my level that I'm at, and for my smithing level, it's actually it's like pretty high level for me. So I this I got wicked stoked. I smith this smith this up, and uh, I enchanted it with a soul trap um, uh, enchantment. Which I mean, soul trap is always useful, regardless of any of your playstyle. It's just it's just super useful, I think. And then I finally went up to high Hrothgar, guys. After Hrothgar. Yeah, dude. After like forty some odd hours, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, might as well go up there." Finally, went up there. Oh, I saw that tweet actually. Yeah, dude. And you saw my you saw the picture of uh, me looking at Philip G's homie. No. Oh, okay. It's, anyway, I, I talked to Arn again. Uh, no, that's Arn. Well, it's anybody. But I went I up there, <laughs> and I got. Yeah, I got my uh, shouts. Well, I got some more shouts, and I got Wold, which is. 
the absolute best piecing shout by far. <laughs> and the, the thing is, like, so you know how you go up to the top there and he's like, okay, like, so he just taught you this shout. See if you can, like, you know, run through this gate. So I did it before it closed and I went back to him. He's like, okay, that's great. So then I walked to the edge of the world because I was like, oh, my God, I can see everything. This is awesome. And I accidentally shouted myself off of the cliff there. Mm. And I somehow didn't die. I don't know how I didn't die, but like I sort of grazed the side of the cliff, which apparently that was enough to like trick the physics into thinking that I was still alive. So <laughs> there I was, like at the bottom of this gorge after I fell like thousands of feet and I was totally alive. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, uh, I stopped right there, but. Here's here's my question to you guys and to the uh, to the chat room at large here. So, I, I have this bow which with Soul Trap on it, okay. And Soul Trap is very useful, as we all know. But I've also been doing all these dungeons, and my next quest for the quote unquote for the uh, for the Dova Queen quest uh, chain is to go to the Horn of Jurgen Windcaller in nope. Ustengar. <laughs> now. Do I do I do that or should I go to Azura Shrine for the uh, for the dark uh, for Azura Star? What do you think? Go do the whore, uh, horn for the Queen of the Jurgen Waller. Okay. <laughs> what you should do next? Uh, Azura okay. Star, man. <laughs> All right, so I got one for either Liz says Jurgen, so that means I'm going to go do the star. There you All go. right, there you go. <laughs> Horn of the Queen of the Jurgen Waller. <laughs> All right, I was about to say the, the star is nice, but it's it's tedious and useless after a while. True. That. I'd go with the I'd go with the horn. All right, so star it is. <laughs> You two behave. <laughs> the, the horn. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to do a Lord of the Rings moment, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the Elder Scroll. We're going to lure it out with Lou. Thank you very much, Joe. And today, because someone asked, because you asked, you shall receive. Today's Elder Scroll is going to be on the Marimur. Or the fey folk beneath the waves. Lou, As I put it, where did you get this idea? I don't know. It could have come <laughs> by inspiration through a mail. Uh-huh. Could be. <laughs> could be. But we'll never tell. <laughs> or as I like to mention it, uh, no, Sebastian, it is not much cooler under the sea. <laughs> Especially after this elf scroll. <laughs> so the Merrimer, they are also known as the sea elves or the tropical elves. They are a race of Mera that reside in the island kingdom of Pandania, far south of the Somerset Isles. And I will caveat this. When I first saw this, I almost made a mistake that David almost made called the Pandaria. Oops! Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> it was once believed that the Mera of Pandania were originally exiles from the Somerset Isle. However, later translations of tapestries in the Crystal Tower, which is also known as a crystal-like law, it's an ancient mystical structure, located in Somerset Isle. It was built by the early Altmer as a monument to their ancestors. And this tower, it tells a tale of how the Mammer were likely separated in the original homeland of Aldmeris uh, from the rest of the, uh, the Mera folk. 
Okay, and Almeris was the original name, or the old name, from the legendary land from where the elves originally come from, before they came to Tamriel itself. According to legend, the Marimer leader, King Orgnum, was once a phenomenally wealthy Almer nobleman who used his finances to launch a rebellion against the powers of the land. He and his followers were banished for their treachery to a place separated from Almeris by an impenetrable mist, Pyandania, which also stands for the Veil of Mist. This boundary proved so effective that the followers of Orgnum never again disturbed the former countrymen in Almeris. So you may ask, who is King Orgnum? Well, to some, he is a deathless wizard who is said to be the serpent god of the Satakal, or the world skin, uh, who is the Yakutan god of everything, a, a fusion of the consciousness of Anu and Padme, or Satak and Akel. That is, in other words, it's driven by hunger to eat one world to begin another. Galactus. Sound familiar? And just so, every attack that they may have launched against Somerset has always been personally led by Orgnan himself. So it appears to them that he's not only immortal, but by some accounts, he's also been seen to grow more youthful by the century. And here's a little bit of trivia. King Orgnum also possesses a magical coffer, a small-sized chest, ordinary appearance, so forth, very light, almost weightless. Once a day, the coffer will create gold from nothingness. And when King Orgnum possessed the coffer, his supply was limitless. So this would be Shank's dream in the game. Any game, per se, all the scrolls. <laughs> Just so it's out there. Okay. <laughs> truth. <laughs> the Mammer were relentless in their drive to conquer Somerset. And there was scarcely a year throughout the first or second eras when they didn't ravage the coastlines of the Altmer. And despite the number of wars and strategies that they employed... You know, every attack proved to be a failure. However, the mayor actually were allies of the Second Admiral Dominion. Hmm. And although the Dominion allowed the kings of Colobia, which is in the western part of Cyrodiil, and it's known for its austere martial culture and rugged population of Nordic descendants, or the uh, Syrianords, uh, small hint, that's where the hero Kavach comes from, name the game, uh, to eliminate the mayor outpost that has established been established along the western coast of the mainland over the course of time. Now, the last documented appearance of the Marimer was in year 110, the Third Era, in the War of the Isle. Okay, quick little aside, the War of the Isle, it's a political plot between Queen Potem of Solitude, okay, where she agreed with King Orgnum, you know, once Orgnum conquered all of Tamriel, okay, she alone would be Empress, okay, and she was going to lead a rebellion against her own brother, who was at the time Emperor Antiochus Septim. Fortunately, the United Alliance of the Kings of Somerset and Antiochus Septim combined the Imperial Fleet and the Royal Navies of, of Somerset Isle, and together with the magical powers of the Sidic Order, they succeeded in destroying Bahandanian invading Armada. Now, it was said that the storm brewed up by the Sidic Order so annihilated Orgnum's fleet that he was never able again to muster enough strength to battle then on. Another trivia note here. At this time is when the coffer disappeared from King Orgnum's possession. And those who did manage to find it reported that the coffer eventually disappears after having dispersed enough gold to shame even the wealthiest of merchants. 
I don't know. Shanks pretty tall order there. Where and why it vanishes is still <laughs> a mystery. And as a little uh, side note there for the Mammer, they are known to possess blank white eyes and a strange chameleon-like skin that is entirely colorless, as if their flesh were made of some white limpid jelly. I'm thinking, God, jellyfish on the beach. Ew. The chameleon-like skin... I think it is a girl like that. Yeah. (laughs) We all have one point. (laughs) The chameleon-like skin is an involuntary process. It's similar to the forest coupling skills of the Bosmer. And the skill of the Bosmer, it allows them to walk into the shade of a single tree and vanish. I almost dated a girl like that, but she vanished. That's... (laughs) I'm happy it's happy at the same time. You need to pick some better ones. (laughs) (laughs) really good at avoiding me. (laughs) As I alluded to earlier, the Mamer also practiced a powerful form of snake magic. And with this, they were able, or they have been able, to tame the sea serpents of their island, and they use them as steeds and as war beasts. And their ships are described as looking insectoid, with membranous sails and a rugged, tight, Hull flying your markedly alien flag. So that's the Mayor in a nutshell. There's a lot more information out there, especially uh, on King Organum. All right. I want to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for helping provide all that information, and hopefully you enjoyed it. Very, very good. Thank you, Lou. It is that time of the night, guys. We have to wrap up the show and say our final thoughts. Guys, ESO, ESO, ESO. Evarwin, <laughs> I'm glad that uh, they're opening up the the pool for for more people. Um, I guess they're what they're trying to do is test out the server stress, so which is you know extremely important. Needs to get, excuse me, needs to be done. And I'm glad they're doing it this early in the game. So good luck, uh, all of you uh, beta players out there. Good luck this week. Oh, uh, wow. That dev question of the week was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I will say, though, dude, get some sleep, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hope that uh, Zoss gets the, all the information they need from this, uh, I guess, their stress test for this uh, new beta invite. Because, hey, man, if it's like, the, you know, I, I really hope that people chip in there and, and help them out because it's a great game, a lot of potential. I want to give them as much help as I can if I get in. Cross my fingers. <laughs> yeah, right. And David, that means it's your turn, Dave. That means you can unmute. It works better when I take mute off. Yeah. No, it works um, better when the mute's on. Go ahead, Shane. Oh, gee, thank you. Hey, <laughs> Shane. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that I'm, I'm hoping and praying that the gear in ESO is equal among any type of play style. I don't want to see one become better than any other. Okay. I, I think his, his <laughs> Skype messed up. Um, I, you know what? I, I have to say, Joe, your question earlier to all of us regarding the website thing, I, that, that was really um, intriguing, I must say. I really like that idea. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah, we should have Joe's question of the week. I know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty stoked, and every day that passes is another day closer to the release of this game, guys. Counting down the days and the months. All right, how to reach us? Eve Arlen, let's get through this. 
You got it. Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com. That is our website. You can go there and check out all of our podcasts for all the uh, all of our episodes here. Um, great, great news articles, up to the up to the minute news regarding Elder Scrolls Online and all of our shows for Elder Scrolls Off the Record, all at Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com. And if you just love us so much, don't forget we've got an entire network here of great shows. All at questgamingnetwork.com. You can get your general gaming news up to the minute provided by our awesome, awesome news writers Brian Armstrong, Joe Bradford, Shank Tank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there, questgamingnetwork.com. Not to mention you could portal out to Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com and Minecraft Off the Record.com. Big fan of the show? Want to tell us how much you love us? Want to tell us how much we stink? Send us an email. ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com uh, YouTube. We have a presence on YouTube, and that is YouTube.com forward slash ElderScrollsOTR. And the network does as well at YouTube.com forward slash network. As a reminder, guys, that is the only place you'll find Totally Heroes, Totally Live, now on Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, right here at our Twitch.tv channel. That's QGN's weekly video newscast starring our news network director, Joe Bradford, and the QGN staff writers, Brian Armstrong and Shank Tank. Totally. That's Totally Heroes, totally live, Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern. If you're not watching that show, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Totally doing it wrong. Totally doing it wrong. $10 Mentions, that's a service that we offer our fans of the show. If you would like to have something shouted out at the top of the show, or maybe you just want to sponsor the, uh, the shows to get us over the hump, uh, I don't know. Ten dollars is all it costs for us to say, "Hey, thanks for kicking in a little bit." Uh, where to listen? We're a lot of different places. Where iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Zoom, and don't forget, you can always get our RSS feeder. Excuse me, our RSS feed. On our website, such as ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com, MinecraftOffTheRecord.com, QuestGamingNetwork.com. You can get all of our RSS feeds there. Grab it up. Toss it into your favorite podcast reader. We recommend Podkicker or RSS Demon on the Google Play Store. And here's a little hint, guys. Within the next coming months, hopefully by the end of the year, we will have our very own apps. (gasps) (gasps) Yeah, and more more news as that comes. But we're we're in talks now with a an app provider, and uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get some exclusive apps out there. Don't forget our other shows: Minecraft Off the Record Live Sundays at seven p.m. Eastern Time. Joe, what's going on with Minecraft Off the Record these days? Two words: widget challenges. Oh yeah, I saw that. What? (laughs) And uh, and days well. <laughs> what what what's widget challenge? What is that? It's, I saw that. I saw you posted that on Twitter. You're like, hey, who wants to do widget challenges? I'm like, what the? Fuck? It's a. Um, <laughs> we have an area in our MMORPG server 
that's a bunch of like races, different kinds of races and challenges that people compete against each other for a special loot chest. The widget loot chest. And it's like a... Every winner of each of each challenge gets that loot chest. It's basically a um, a bracket competition. Yeah. One-on-one and then the semifinal or quarterfinals and semifinals and then the finals is the two. And Anyway, it's just a bunch of serious challenges. We do it usually for about an hour or two hours when mm-hmm. we decide to do them. And everyone just has a blast. So uh, on top of uh, an RPG server, now now it's it's uh, it's an e game thing going on there. It's esports. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's Minecraft Ninja Warrior. But it, it, oh my god, <laughs> dude! <laughs> kind of is. You should totally do that, man. So for those of you out there who love playing Minecraft, listen to Minecraft off the record live Sundays at seven p.m. and you'll hear all the ways that Minecraft is the game that Notch should have made it. <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Hello, Tweeps. If you are a Twitter fiend, if you tweet, and we do too, and you want to follow us, you can follow the show at Elder Scrolls Off The Record. That's Elder Scrolls O-T-R. We're on Twitter as well. Joe's at the widget. That's spelled W-I-G-I-T. I'm Evarwin. You can follow me at Evarwin. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou's at GamerGuy 11B. G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y 11B. And Dave's at Dan off the record. Dan, Dan off the record. Oh, Dan off the record. Oh, follow on Twitter at D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. Okay, I'm not at Dan off. At Dan Force, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank. Shank's at Shank Tank. S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're into pumice stones, just leave off that E in Shank the Tank and you will receive amazing deals and savings on pumice stones. (laughs) Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. I just want to say foos for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Good night, everyone. Glad you're all here. Hope to see you all again next week. Foos for all y'all. People who comment, comment after me are losers. I love Dave. What? They're hating on what Janine could possibly mean. Uh, she a Brooklyn hairstylist. There's been a lot of people complaining who who are in not not the hairstylist industry, but but the nail industry. <gasps> They're feeling unrepresented. No, you know what it is. I'm, I bet you it's because that the pumice stones like are known to kind of mess up your nails. Yeah. So, well, I, I mean, I don't know. If, if I was, like, a manicurist and I had really? to and clean How up nails... How many times have we said on this show, pumice stones are amazing for your complexion? <laughs> I know, man. But, like, think about if you're a manicurist and you, like, ma- like finish up someone's what nails and they go out and pumice stone themselves. Dave, you're, 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 uh, you're roboting so much you sound like a Kanye West number one hit. <laughs> that was wow. perfect. Hello. Hello. Is this Elder Scrolls off the record? Uh, no, sir. You need to go away. Oh my God! I love you guys. <laughs> Hold on, I'm taking my shirt off right now and show the results. You are one. Turn it off.
It's not me. It's uh, Revan. What? <laughs> Couldn't resist, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> What's Taylor's process? What's Taylor's? Master says we're about to live stream. <laughs> no, no, Master's a friend. A friend. <laughs> should have let the guys from Australia shoot him. <laughs> Varun, we should do an entire show as Gollum. You can be Smeagol and I can be Gollum. I think you're a better Smeagol. Okay, I'll be Smeagol, you can be Gollum. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go. Welcome to the chat room, everyone. No, don't welcome them to the chat room, precious. That's a little tricksy chat talkers. But the chat room is our friends. You don't have any friends. <laughs> but Ruja takes care of us now. What? He, he feeds us and he puts us on live stream with the chat rooms and our friends. Trixie, curses. Ridget doesn't take care of us. You don't have any friends. No, go away. I hate you. Murderer. Go away and never come back. <laughs> oh my god! Someone's recording this. Please tell me someone's recording. Who's <laughs>